0: When Mark and Dan. Meets
1: world. Mark and Dan. Meets
0: world. Now Podcast.
1: Stand by me. When
0: Mark and Dan. Meets
1: world. Welcome back to another episode of Mark and Dan Meets World. I'm Dan Brown. And I'm Mark McKay. Dan, what's your thoughts on our podcast? Well, you
0: know, anywhere, anytime. Well, just be careful with that valuable equipment. (laughs) I love it. And we hope you guys are ready to love this, because today we are talking about Wake Up Little Cory. That's season two, episode seven of Boy Meets World. It came out on November 4th, 1994. This got an astounding 8.6 out of 10 with 185 votes on IMDb. That's a pretty high score. Yeah, that's pretty good. And Because, well, this is a very serious episode,
1: but for a serious episode, it has a lot of jokes in it. Yeah, for a very serious episode with a very serious message, Disney Plus actually decides that their description of this episode is literature comes alive for Corey. So (laughs) with this one description, when I was going over this episode, I showed my wife, I was like, don't read if you want read the title of the episode read the description and tell me what episode this is she goes i have no fucking clue and she's as big a boy Meets world fan as i am and like literature comes alive for cory what just say it's the one where they have the video camera yeah like,
0: well that's the fun. thing so so that's literally like so we're, we're just going to jump in the episode here. So we start off in class and Turner's talking about Shakespeare and he mm-hmm. writes love, sex and slander on the chalkboard. Um, he talks about how riveting these these things are and all the kids are sleeping in class. And that's yeah. literally this scene here alone is the last thing they talk about
1: literature. Yeah, this is the only thing they talk about. Did they even say what Shakespeare? Like thing they were reading. I don't remember. I just remember them referencing Shakespeare. I remember them referencing
0: Shakespeare because I remember Turner said, come on, you know, back in Shakespeare day, the plays, the thing. And I was like, that was the title of a show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but
1: this one here. No, I don't remember which book it was. I think it might have been much ado about nothing. I think it's the title. I think you're right. I think you're right. Because you I do it. remember seeing that on the blackboard in behind Mr. Turner, but they never actually say what it is.
0: Uh, yeah, I think you are right. Uh, now that you mentioned it, and I do think you're right. But I like where, you know, the kids are sleeping and, and Sean's falling out of his chair. <laughs> <laughs> and and Topanga's saying how they can't relate and none of the kids think it's relative. Uh, and that's where, really, what the Disney Plus description should have been Yeah, is that a video assignment backfires on Corey and Topanga. If you're yeah. going to be, like, really crappy with your explanations, that would be a way better job.
1: Yeah, I think the guy who wrote this one just watched like the first 30 seconds. Were like, yep, yeah, that's probably it. Talking about dope, dope, dope.
0: That's what it does. Goddamn Michael Hayes, Michael P.S. Hayes. He's working at John Adams High and Disney. Dope, dope, dope. I'll give you a goddamn video project, Mr. Turner.
1: Uh-oh, are we doing jobs for Michael P.S. Hayes? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everyone who listens to this who's not a wrestling fan going, what the fuck is Dan
1: talking about? <laughs> I feel like everybody should know by now we, like how many re- wrestling references we make. They're just like, wow, these fucking nerds are like really into wrestling. They tie There's it into every wrestling. episode.
0: <laughs> I'm ripping off of something to wrestle with Bruce Prichard's podcast to do a thing on our podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but this was a fun... But this was the an interesting assignment which i would have never thought they would have given the kids like they never gave it to kids when when i was in school like okay take a video camera uh from our av lab or, or whatever it is yeah. interview your family and friends and we're going to do a boy we're going to pair off boys and girls yeah. uh for you guys to do such a mature topic in the seventh grade
1: yeah, and they're not just doing a video essay about whatever, like about war or anything. They're doing it about sex and love, which is pretty like in, you know, muddy waters in seventh grade. And also, I was like 12 years old and I had no idea how to edit or do anything. Like, I always thought like what you saw. Like if you watch, take any movie, The Avengers. Yeah. I always thought like what you saw is exactly what they shot and they didn't shoot anything else. Yeah, I would have thought thought. the same thing. And I thought they shot it like in sequence. Like, oh, we got that shot. All right, let's move over. (laughs) Let's take this shot. All right, we got that 30-second shot. Let's take this two-second shot. That's what I thought. So I think, especially in the 90s when they didn't have YouTube or like DVD commentaries or bonus features and stuff, like, those kids probably would have thought, like, oh, let's just shoot random shit and have, like, a nine-hour video of everybody just talking about sex.
0: Yeah, that that's exactly how it would have went, too. And you know, about, like, 45 minutes of that, like, of, of each interview would have been them just adjusting the camera. Okay, did you figure it out? I figured it out. Okay, is, how's the lighting? That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you there. And <laughs> oh, uh, cool. apparently they're just letting kids... Unsupervised, take the the very expensive video equipment.
1: Yeah, this was the '90s too. And all right, so when Corey and Topanga first start off with the um documentary, and then Corey's like, "Oh, we need to make it more exciting," and he's just like running around, clearly not filming Topanga. This is exactly how I feel every time I give my my phone or my camera to somebody who doesn't usually like take pictures or like video or anything. I'm like, here, take a picture of me. And they're like totally cropping me out They're You're like, hey, can you take this video of me at this thingy? And they're just like just fucking shooting everything but you. Yeah, I don't know what it is that if you put a camera in somebody's hands that doesn't normally have a camera, they just convulse and start like shaking shit around. (laughs) That's the exact reason I got a tripod for my stand up comedy.
0: Cause it was like, <laughs> I would trust somebody to like, Hey, can you hold this video camera for me? Yeah. And it was like, it always came out terrible.
1: Yeah. All right. So I also sh- on the side, I shoot wrestling shows for mega championship wrestling and how I shoot my match uh, matches for other people. I have a distinct style. Like I kind of do what like new Japan does where they have like this quick snap zooms and stuff. And sure. I kind of like move. I-, I try to tell a story with the camera. So whenever I had matches, I'm like, hey, can you film my match? And I'm, like, expecting them to shoot the exact same way I shoot my stuff. No, it's stationary. Yeah, it's stationary. It's way the far out. It starts shifting slightly off to the left Yeah, and then just cutting me out completely. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Like,
0: There's huh. some guy in the front row with a hot dog that's just blocking the video camera.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm seeing. Which, do you know who would have a pretty good sense of like where they got their equipment from do you know who like where they got their equipment from
0: i have no idea where john adams high got their equipment from
1: well that is actually the don gibbs job of the week and it also leads to our sponsor of the week (laughs) hey nerd don't be a wussy and use your dad's camera be an alpha be an omega be strong and get your video camera at Donald Gibbs Video Camera Depot. We have all your camcorder needs. Lights, bounce cards, microphones, and tapes and tapes and tapes and tapes. Don't be a wimp. Be an ogre at Donald Gibbs Video Camera Depot. 10% off your if you use the promo code NERDS. I love that we just took one little bit from an episode long ago. And we we're like, just popped for Donald Gibb and then just kept it going. Well, I
0: also kind of feel bad that we're trying to find jobs for Don Gibb right now. He's clearly busy with his, with the yeah. store and his business that he's video running. camera Depot, dude. Well, shortly after the, after that scene, the very next scene, Feeney walks into an empty class to talk to Turner about the assignment, which I'm just assuming the class got dismissed. And mm-hmm. within 30 seconds, Feeney finds himself in the room, which means amazing news travels fast at John Adams High. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're given you're given a bunch of seventh graders to talk about sex. So Feeney's worried that the kids are growing up too fast. Turner believes that they have an excellent opportunity here to show that um you know this little project is okay. To which Feeney also said Dr. Frankenstein thought his little project was okay too. <laughs> Which, like, this scene here really starts like, okay, now the episode's going to start getting serious. And it, they started off with a great joke by Feeney. Yeah. And then they uh they go in the hallway with uh, Topanga's on camera, Corey's working the camera,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the bell rings, and there's no one in the hall for them to interview. So Topanga's the first one who talks about it. And she gives a very mature answer.
1: Yeah. Especially it, for a 12-year-old, too.
0: Yeah, 12, 13, whatever she would be at. Yeah. Wherever she would be right now, that was it. Was a great answer. And then amazingly, Julie the rat is just wandering in the hallway, mm-hmm. and he gives what is supposed to seem like it's a very mature answer as well, saying that sex is great if it's in a beautiful, loving marriage. And you're kind of shocked to hear him say that, but then he says,
1: "Hey, can I say hi to my kids?" Yeah. When uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, I always thought like, "Oh man, he has kids." but that's then let's thought watch too. It, if i watched it back uh about a year ago when i first got disney plus and uh, rewatching this episode and then when he does it he kind of does like this smirk and like a hey, i got you so i think yeah. he was just like obviously like a playful rib so i thought that was fun like revisiting it years later
0: yeah i thought the same exact thing too and then i love because you know every Every kid could relate to sean where he's like i fall in love five times a day and then <laughs> harley's dressed like the Fonz.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he goes you want to he's like you can pound my face or you can you know be in the interview he goes all right and he just shows up he's got like the perfect coiffed hair the glasses <laughs> this is like really nice like fonzie jacket
0: that was so funny. And I love what like, Topanga wants to talk to Corey, but he's insistent on being behind the camera, which is foreshadowing just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Feeney and they try to interview Feeney and he's just kind of, he's kind of brushing them off.
1: Yeah.
0: said <laughs> so just not on school property. Uh, be careful with that valuable equipment, yeah. uh, which he's clearly talking about the cameras, but <laughs> they're going to edit to be a yeah. lot funnier. funnier. Turner said, That love is the only thing that makes sex great. Um, But then he said he's never been in love. And then Corey said, well, have you ever had, you know, because if you've never been in love and you
1: had, you know, then, you know, must not have been good. And Turner starts getting offended. What are you, Mike Wallace? Yeah. (laughs) So do you think Mr. Turner actually had sex before this? You would have to think. He had to. Like, I think they I think we found out that he was like 30 ish in this episode. Yeah, I
0: think we determined he was, like, in his early 30s.
1: Yeah, so he had to have, like, had a chick in college or something, at least. At least a couple handies. Yeah. (laughs) But I love how Eric's trying to
0: treat – I like how Eric, who's a junior in high school, is trying to keep – or he's trying to to use a seventh grade video project as, like, his – like his old like personal dating videos like you know how they used to do the personal ads so the only people (laughs) seeing this are seventh graders be like hey am i the one for you like giving off that that weird (laughs) thing when you think about it and then i love mom and dad's response because mom is trying to be very mature about it and she says Mm -hmm. that sex is like voting and you you need to be responsible and you don't want to vote for someone you don't really know because you might be stuck with them for a while and then dad has the great dad joke where he's like yeah it's like voting go buy and You go behind a curtain, and then four years later, you do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Attention, Mark and Dan Meets World listeners. The suburbs of Cleveland, Ohio, are about to meet their match when three best friends have come across hardships on trying to make their dream movie. Follow Craig, Jamie, and Motherfucker Dave as they beg, borrow, and steal their way to achieve legendary status only in Mark McKay's indie comedy hit, Suburban Legends, Life on the Rainbow Road, starring Sean Manos, Mary Lee Osborne, Matthew Phillips, Josh Miller, Haley Madison, and a special appearance by Lloyd Kaufman. I have one question for you. Are you ready to be a suburban legend? Available now on storeenvy.com slash Mark McKay's Gimmick Table. That's Store Envy, S-t-o-r-e n v y dot com slash m-a r k m-a-c-k a-y-e-s gimmick table. The next scene is the big one I want to talk about because this is where it really starts. Uh at this point here, the the serious the seriousness of the show kicks up a level because Cory and Topanga are editing in a room by themselves, they're alone, no one's there. Um Corey already, uh, they're editing the video. Corey edits Topanga where she's just trying to say, like, oh, sex, any, great anywhere, anytime. And mm-hmm. then she's choking him. Yeah, um, And and they're so focused on the project that Topanga lies to her parents about eating at Corey's. And then Corey thinks that he's a master and picks up the phone and goes, hey, mom, I'm eating at Corey's tonight. Immediately yeah. fucking up his own lie.
1: He just buried um, himself right away. <laughs>
0: And they continue to edit and Topanga falls asleep on the ground to which we see mom and dad. They're they're worried that Corey isn't home and that's falls asleep on the couch and mom wakes him up in the morning and she's worried and and they check upstairs to go see if Corey's there. And uh, then we see Janitor Bud. um, He grabs Mr. Feeney to go show him that Corey and Topanga are sleeping on the floor. And Feeney's pretty pissed off when he sees them. Feeney sees them. And he says, good morning, sunshine. He was like, we have bacon and eggs or whatever he says. And yeah, you've got a you whole, lot, whole of lot of
1: explaining to do. Yeah. <laughs> that was
0: the other thing. I forgot that they interviewed
1: Janitor Bud for the video. Too. Yeah. You wasted tape on Janitor Bud? Yeah. So I I have one time where um, I was editing and I fell asleep. Like, so it, it was nothing like that what happened with Cory and Topanga. But I was editing um, the movie I shot last year called Last Man on Earth. I did like a complete like remake by myself. I saw it, it's very funny, It's on YouTube. Yeah, so what was cool about that is uh, I shot it by myself. I wrote, shot, and edited it within 30 days of quarantine. But anyway, when I was editing it, because I was still working 40 hours a week, And then coming home, shooting, editing, writing, blah, 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 blah. When I was, like, rendering it, I fell asleep. And then how my computer is, like, if the battery starts to die, I have to, like, quickly plug it in before it, like, dies. And I was rendering it. And then all of a sudden, I fell asleep. And then my computer died. I woke up. I was like, oh, shit, my computer died. I woke up try to turn it back on and then it totally fucked up. So I had to wait the next day to re render the entire thing.
0: Oh, that sucks. So, yeah,
1: that, so, but I did get it in. Yes, you did. It's called the
0: last man on earth. It's a Mark Mackay production. It is on YouTube. It's about, it's a little bit more than an hour long, right? It's like an hour five or something. Uh, it's yeah, it's just slightly over an hour. It's definitely worth a watch for you guys out there. The go listening. So make sure you go check out Mark's,
1: YouTube page. You better watch out. You better not cry. There's a terrorist attack. It can only be saved by one guy and a St. Bernard. Dan Brown and Heyman save Christmas. That's right. Dan Brown, my co-host of Mark and Dan Meets World, has his full comic book series out and available right now. A real scrooge of a terrorist blows up Santa's toy shop putting Christmas in jeopardy. It's on a recently fired comedian and his trusty four-legged best friend to make sure Christmas is saved for all the boys and girls across the world. Dan Brown and Heyman save Christmas. You can go to danbrowncomedy.com for more information. That's danbrowncomedy.com. So the next scene we see Mr.
0: Feeney in the office with Corey and Topanga and he's calling Corey's mom and he uses Amy over the phone. Like, Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's he's calling her as a friend first yeah. and he tells her <laughs> that you'll get a piece at them after I'm done. Uh, and then Corey tries to explain to him that nothing happens. And I I love this kid realization that Corey has like nothing happened. Oh my
1: God. Yeah.
0: Well, what do you think happened? Oh my God.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he's just like shaking nervously on the chair. He's just like gripping it.
0: Mm hmm. So the next part is is where I think it, it if you're a baseball fan, Topanga lays the bunt for the rest of the episode to mm-hmm. drive in the runs. Because she asked Mr. Feeney if they can just keep that incident between them and Mr. Feeney agrees. And you can tell that Mr. Feeney has a lot of respect for Topanga, that he's always liked Topanga And even he has some care for that he cares about Corey as well because the next moment we see Corey and Topanga they're in the hallway and all of the boys are clapping for Corey and Sean calls him a God and Harley is even calling Corey the man. And Corey has a lot of peer pressure. He's like, do I tell them the truth that nothing happened between Topanga and I, or do I go along with what they want me to be? And Corey g- goes along and says, I guess I'm the man. And then we see Topanga kind of walk away in shame. Mm-hmm. Um, Feeney goes to talk to Mr. Turner. And this was interesting here because Turner wants to see if the kids are going to learn how to be more mature. Mm -hmm. And Feeney is saying that this little project that he's put together shows that our attitude about sex has not changed in 400 years. It's very important why I'm bringing that up right now, because we ruined a girl's reputation and it's a terrible assignment and it should have been nipped in the bud.
1: Uh, (laughs) 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 <laughs> just... <laughs> what? what not you <laughs> yeah dude i forgot about that joke and then when i was watching this earlier and then i was like why the fuck did they put janitor bud in the background like just walking around collecting the trash and then he goes we got to nip it in the bud what oh, i was like fuck that damn it that's hilarious <laughs>
0: i <laughs> Another reason why the show just lives in greatness is because it's such a incredibly serious moment that they did the silliest, dumbest joke possible.
1: (laughs) And fuck, give kudos to Janitor Bud, because every single time he's on screen, we said this last time he appeared on, but like every time he shows up, he eats up the entire scene with like that little bit of five seconds that he's on this scene right here, he just just takes it away and makes it his. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, he definitely maximizes his minutes. I think the next time we're going to see him,
1: Corey accidentally sets the lab on fire. And oh, yeah.
0: I don't think we're going to see him again until they do the video project. Another video project. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that the kids are left unsupervised on. We're getting ahead of ourselves there.
1: Yeah. So, do you? What do you think, uh, Mr. Feeney thinks when he discovers? Corey and Topanga sleeping together because obviously he's known them since they were kids. Do you think that he thinks they slept together or do you think they just kind of fell asleep or do you think he's more pissed that they were unsupervised on school grounds?
0: I think he's more pissed that they were unsupervised on school grounds. I'm sure that, you know, the, the idea of them hooking up possibly ran through his mind just because there was no one else around. And because mm-hmm. it was such a sensitive subject that the two of them were dealing with, but I, I definitely think it was more so the first one.
1: Yeah, that's where I lean as well. Mm-hmm. Because you can tell when it seems right away that he's just like pissed that they were like there, and he, you think that he thinks that uh, that they did it, but that moment where Topanga just has that heart-to-heart moment with him, where she's like, "Can we please keep this?" under wraps and he goes yeah. you know we'll, we'll keep it hush hush so you could tell he respects topanga and i think at that moment he goes okay they were definitely not banging they were, they were definitely yeah. just unsupervised that, thought, that thought was
0: completely out of his mind at that point. yeah
1: so i think he was just more of like legality like they could have gotten hurt they something could have happened to them
0: Well, I can tell you something happens at the Matthews house where sound fucking does not travel in this house the way it does in normal (laughs) houses. So Sean's at the back door knocking on the door to see Corey. First off, Corey's buying. Well, I guess it's 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 1994. There's no cell phones. Yeah. You know, it's one thing like, you know, why why would not the parents if Corey was in trouble so badly? How come his parents uh, weren't in the room with him? Well. Cause he didn't have a cell phone that they needed to monitor or anything like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Corey, uh, Corey lets Sean know that his kids are grounded. That's how bad it is. Um, and Sean's trying to get him to sneak out, go to chubby's. Um, everyone wants to see him there. He calls him a God. And then dad here, dad hears that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dad overhears that part and wants to know why his son is a God. And Sean tries to play it off. Cause it's, uh, because he was raised so well by his father. Um, <laughs> Which is just yep. a, a quick line for Sean. Bravo. Yeah. But then Corey has to have the heart-to-heart with his dad, and he s- explains, well, technically he did sleep with the with Topanga. They were sleeping on the floor next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, enter mom. Topanga's here. So we hear banging at the, at the back door. <laughs> we yeah. don't hear a doorbell. We don't hear a knocking at the front door, even though I'm going to assume that there's <laughs> – there, I don't know just yeah. fucking hell this house this house makes no <laughs> sense and the parents ask cory uh, this was a this was a great funny joke here too the cory the parents ask Corey, would it be more helpful if we stay and Corey says yes and then the two of them just leave yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you can tell Corey's like shitting his pants at this moment because he was like, "Oh man, I I talked all this trash about about Topanga, and then now she's here. She's gonna call me out on it." And like, I think that's partly why he was sitting down when she came in is just because he was like, just so straught with nerves. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: we saw what you know what you would think the typical boy would do here is try to tell the girl like, "Hey, it's no big deal. Next week, people are gonna be talking about something else." Mm-hmm. Uh, but this really was. This was this was not a small thing to Topanga. This was clearly a, this was clearly a big deal to her because she she puts herself. She stands her ground, and says, if you want me, take me um, and then challenges him and says, aren't you the man? Uh, knowing that Corey was going to back down mm-hmm. and she says she doesn't want the apology. She just wants her. She wants her good name back. Um, fast forward now to class the next day. Harley sits in, which apparently seniors can just go wherever they want in class. Yeah. (laughs) Especially seniors who've been held back a few years.
1: Yeah. So he, like, Mr. Turner sees him, and then clearly Mr. Feeney sees him because he just, Mr. Feeney just walks right past him. And they're like, yeah, whatever. That's what Harley does. He just steps into random classes and kind of learns. As long as he's learning. Yeah. Well, I would say, uh. I think I was a sophomore in college
0: and in one of my classes, we had like these big presentations and I remember this, this one group cause it was like a group presentation thing. This one group, I, I forgot what their topic was, but this one girl in the group had a friend who just wanted to come and see the presentation. So he mm-hmm. wasn't part of the class. So he just sat in during the class But then he was interrupting their presentation by adding extra things that he happened to know. And was like, dude, shut the fuck up. You're not helping your friend. You're not even supposed to be here. Uh, (laughs) But then Feeney shows up and, you know, he's surprised that Turner's still going to show the class. Uh, You know, Turner still has trust in his class. Feeney still thinks that, you know, maturity hasn't changed. And come to find out, they're both going to be right. Mm Mm-hmm. Because um, the very first thing in the in the video we see, um, Tabanka <laughs> says, "What do you think about sex?" And they cut the Feeny it says, "Be careful with that valuable equipment."
1: <laughs> <laughs> and do, do you know how many times I reference this episode whenever like somebody talks about sex or something, and I just say, "Be careful with that valuable equipment," <laughs> and then nobody ever gets it. I I wish more people would get that. Yeah. Okay. because I do think about this scene
0: quite a bit, like when I'm watching TV or something or a movie, when something comes up or somebody's talking about something on stage at a comedy show. I just want to yell out, be careful with that valuable equipment. So I appreciate that you do that. (laughs) So but this is what I thought was was really cool. Corey did the director's cut. So mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show, Corey said, I don't want to be on camera, but because it is very important, he does the director's cut where he is on camera himself. Um, and he is talking about what happened and he's saying um, there's a rumor going out there. That's not true. And it's not fair for me to say that this rumor is true because it's also affecting the life of someone else. Who's also a very uh, cool person. Um, And then, the next thing he says, you know, maybe we haven't come as far as we have or maybe we hasn't we haven't come as far as we thought with sex in the last 400 years. So literally this video that Feeney was worried about, Turner was right. They did the right thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But for, uh, but Feeney's concern about how our attitude towards sex in the last 400 years, Corey then says at the very last thing, making both of them right.
1: Mm hmm.
0: I I just thought that was phenomenal how they were able to tie those two things together. Yeah. So after you have this big, meaningful moment, Sean is trying to say, okay, Corey, tell her you love her. (laughs) Because this is the thing. (laughs) People don't know how to videotape and record uh, that you were talking about earlier. And then Corey asks Topanga if they're friends, and Topanga says friends. And right there you could have rolled camera they did something kind of funny with harley at the end but that part's not necessary
1: yeah it's not it doesn't it just more of like a last haha um so like the mr feeney lesson of the week i actually think is probably the mr turner lesson of the week where he says right before he shows the um tape to everybody he says mr feeney says we shouldn't show it what do you guys think and then he kind of like lets Corey and Topanga kind of talk about it and then he goes Mr. Feeney thinks that sex, gossip, and slander leads to more sex, gossip, and slander. So I think that's probably like the Mr. F- Turner lesson of the week where sex, gossip, and slander leads to more. Where- so you just need to be more truthful with what you're saying. So you're not like harming any other people's bad name or anything, not putting any like anything that can harm anybody's personality. So what's your thoughts on love?
0: I can tell you, I love this episode. I can,
1: I tell, can tell, you tell you, I love Boy Meets World.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe we're the podcast for you. Get off, of, get off the video, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say this: IMDb, the voters gave it 8.6 out of 10. I'm giving it 9.5 out of 10. The I only I reason, love give it up there. Yeah. The only reason I'm not giving this the perfect 10 right now is because they should have rolled credits right at the friend, friend.
1: Line. Yeah.
0: Nothing else at the end of it. Go to commercial, come back with just credits at the end. Yeah, of it.
1: I don't think you needed the button.
0: I don't think so either. So that's where I'm getting it from. That's where I'm yeah. getting my score from 8.6
1: out of 10. Anything you want to add about this episode, Mark? So the title is called Wake Up Little Cory. Did you think this was the episode about Sean bringing the little pig? It, when I initially saw that, that was the first thing I thought of. Yes. So did I, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, Oh man, I didn't know this was in the second season. I thought this was like later on. I thought it was like season three where they have little Corey. And then I was actually like uh, confused more by the Disney plus description. But uh, yeah, when I finally watched the episode, I was like, okay, it's the sex lies and slander episode. Um, The title is actually um, a parody of the Everly brothers song. Wake up little Susie. I thought that was a pretty interesting note.
0: That's a fun fact. And and this was a fun episode. Make sure you guys, if you guys haven't done so already, subscribe wherever you're listening to us on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Anchor, Spotify, all those good places. We're going to be back here again next week with Band on the Run, Season 2, Episode 8. I'm excited to talk about that one. We get to see the monkeys have a little bit of a reunion. Until then... Go on Instagram and follow at Mark and Dan Meets World. And if you're on Facebook, follow us by hitting that like button, facebook.com slash Mark and Dan World. But that's all for this week. For Mark, I'm Dan. Have a good afternoon. Do good. Mark and Dan. Mark and Dan. Podcast.
1: Mark and Dan. I mean, it's